Welcome to the Giants Huddle. Get him in the huddle. Get him in the huddle. Get him in the huddle. A New York Giants podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast. My name is John Schmelk. Thank you for being with us. Our guest today is Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. But before we get to Daniel, a quick reminder that you can find this podcast on Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, but more importantly, on all your favorite podcast platforms. Search for Giants Huddle Podcast. Find it. Subscribe if you're on Apple Podcast and you like what you hear. Please leave a positive review. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How you doing, John? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for being with us. Let's start with this. Uh, I'll start with a hard-hitting question first. How was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> it was good. It was good. Enjoyed uh, enjoyed Thanksgiving. My family was uh, in Orlando. Little brother had a basketball game down there, so uh, they were supporting him. I was able to, to watch it. Unfortunately, they lost, but uh, they'll get back on track today, hopefully. So um, good good Thanksgiving and enjoyed uh, enjoyed a little bit of uh, a little bit of time off. Who you spend Thanksgiving with? Uh, so I actually went over to uh, Alex Tanny's house um, and hung out with his family. They were nice enough to, to host me and his wife. Rebecca is, is a, a, a great cook, so that, uh, that was great. I had, a, had plenty of food. What's your go-to favorite Thanksgiving thing? What do you like? Uh, I like it all. I think um, the highlight for me yesterday was probably the sweet potato casserole. I thought she did a, a really good job with that. It was, it was, uh, it was great across the board, and... and uh, I think uh, back home, we used to always go to my, my grandparents' house in, in Rock Hill, uh, South Carolina, and um, I guess, you know, her her mac and cheese was always a big hit, so that'd probably be it uh, down there. You mentioned your family and your siblings. How much uh, of a backbone are they for you as you go through your first NFL season, as people you can talk to every week, be a sounding board to, and, you know, talk to in a different way than you would talk to your coaches or your teammates up here? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, I'm lucky to to have, you know, three siblings who, um, you know, have played or, or are playing uh, sports uh, at a high level and, uh, you know, two parents who, who've supported me um, through it all. And, and uh, you know, I think they've been, you know, each each member of that, you know, of, of my family has been extremely helpful to me and, and, and just talking through things and, um, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm that way for, for them, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's been, uh, it's been, been big to have them. You know, you mentioned your siblings and I read a story during the draft. They're, you know, calling your phone, making believe they're teams that are trying to pick you. Right. Mm-hmm. Do they kind of at the same time, keep you level, but at the same time also keep your confidence up as, as you know, this season hasn't gone as everybody wanted to. Um, are they just good at keeping you on that steady plane and, and being where you need to be mentally every week? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know they'll they'll uh they'll give me a hard time but but like you said they'll also support me and um you know i think that's uh you know people in the in the world you're you're closest to know the most about you so um you know they definitely have uh you know a good way of being able to kind of balance that out and and making me uh you know show me kind of the perspective in it but but also uh you know building build me up at this time last year, you were a few days off of your final regular season college game. You sold your bowl game left to go. If you were to compare Daniel Jones' quarterback today to Daniel Jones' quarterback after your final regular season game at Duke, what's the big dif- What's the biggest difference? Um, well, I think the game, uh, the game in the NFL is a lot different. I think I've had to to learn that and and adjust to that. So I think just my understanding of of football and my understanding of uh, defense, my understanding of, of uh, offense too. I mean, I think just, just kind of a general understanding and knowledge of football has grown 
um, considerably. I, I think I, I certainly hope so, but I, th- <laughs> you know, I think it has. And um, yeah, was, I've you know learned a lot in the past in the past year. I think, um, yeah. You talk about the defenses. What's the biggest difference for a quarterback preparing and playing against NFL defenses as compared to the type of defenses you saw in college? Well, I mean, I think you'd probably expect they're, uh, you know, much more complex. And I think, um, you know, probably the average person would assume that. But I think, uh, you know, particularly on third down is, is you see a lot of different looks. You see a lot of, uh, a lot of blitzes and, and coverages that um, are especially, you know, exotic compared to what you're used to in college. And preparing for that and, and understanding how to recognize that, how to, uh, change protection if you need to. I I think uh, you know where you're going to go with the ball. I think you know particularly third down is is a big uh, you know is is uh, you know significantly different and and you know there's there's been a lot to to learn there. You know every week I get a breakdown of the type of defenses teams play and you know it's thirty percent cover one and they play cover two fifteen percent quarters ten percent cover three thirty percent and you know they're always moving things around and it's not like they show you pre snap what they're going to do they're trying to fool you right so what's the biggest challenge for a quarterback trying to figure out what's a disguise when are they really showing what you're doing and how you try to figure all that stuff out pre snap um, yeah I think you know teams are teams are, like you said are good at disguising it they're going to try to show you different things but there's usually um there's usually a couple hints or you know something that's just um you know it's not possible that they could do this from this look you right. know it's just too far off or if they did there'd be a huge hole in the zone or there'd be um you know no one covering that guy. i think you know that kind of stuff in man-to-man situations are they matched up or are they um could they get matched up or you know are, is it zone is you know I think those kind of things and and kind of maybe figuring out what it's not you know helps you as much as is knowing what it is and and that way you can kind of if you're not you know sometimes you're not going to know 100% pre-snap so if you know what it's not you get a better chance of, of recognizing it quickly mm. when the ball snaps so I think that's been a big thing. Tuesday is player days off but there's no player day off for a starting quarterback in the NFL you're always here with Alex Eli too are those the type of things that you look for when you do that extra work on Tuesdays to be able to do a better job of figuring out what defenses are going to show you in specific situations come game day? I think so, yeah. I think you want to have a, a good idea of that. And, and just just the more you see, I feel like the the more in tune you are with, with those disguises, the you know the quicker you're able to recognize some of those things and, and have a plan for it. Um, you know, you try to envision – you know your your plays, your game plan um, against certain looks, where your problems are, and where uh, where your opportunities are uh, in certain things. But yeah, I mean, I think it, it takes time. It, it takes the the uh, the time to to watching it and talking through it with with like you said, Alex and, and Eli. So um, yeah, I think that's been big. What are those Tuesday sessions like? Do you guys watch and you just have a conversation? Does somebody lead it? Just how does that process work on a Tuesday as you guys go through the opposing team's game film together? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're just, just talking through things and, and watching film. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll separate, uh, you know, cut-ups and, and, you know, we'll watch the first and second down, normal down and distance, kind of cut up who they are in their base defense against kind of a, a base situation. And then 
Um, you know, you watch, you know, backed up, who are they, you know, when they have the offense backed up. Um, you'll watch, uh, you know, second and long where they get a negative play on first down. Who, what, what do they like to do then? I think, um, you know, and then towards, you know, towards the end of it, you get into, you know, you get into some of the third down looks and we'll typically practice that later in the week. So you get to that a little bit, a little bit later and then, you know, eventually you get to the red zone, but just trying to get an, an understanding of who they are, kind of what they like to do, what their tendencies are um, in each of those situations. You know, sometimes though you'll get you get a play call in the coaches and you, based on their tendencies, will think a team's going to show you X, Y, or Z on a certain play. You come out, they're showing you something else. When you get to that situation, how much freedom do you have pre-snap to go to any play in the playbook? Do you just have um, one different play you can go to? How does that work pre-snap in terms of the freedom you're given to get into plays that you think will work based on the look that the defense has given you? Yeah, I think. Um you know, all that stuff is, is practiced, and I think, uh, you know, we've practiced against this look, we're going to get into this play, or we're going to, um, you know, this play's not good, so let's let's do this, and it's kind of a specific look that where you know what you're looking for, and, Got it. and you know, whether it's a run to run or, or a pa- run to pass, I think, you know, the team has an understanding of what they want to do against of certain looks and kind of are, are expecting it in certain situations, so... Um, you know, you prepare for that, and, and they can still disguise it. They can still try to show you something else, and and you can, you know, be fooled. But like you said, you try to try to prepare for that, try to try to avoid that so you can, uh, you know, get to the right thing and, and uh, you know, keep the give us the best chance possible to, to have a positive play. So if you go into a play, let's just say, and you're not positive what they're going to show you, do you have one or two keys that you're going to look for as soon as that ball's in your hand so you can quickly then process, all right, I know they're in this. This is then where I have to go with the football. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it depends on what the play is or what the defense is as to what's your, what's your key. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, like I said, if you know what it's not and you kind of know where to, where to look and, you know, who's going to, uh, you know, who's going to, do something to to make you, uh, you know, make you change what you're doing, or who's you know who's the the guy on defense who's who's kind of your key as to to where you need to go with the ball. You've been asked a lot about ball protection this year. I, I think it's it's tough for you to answer some of those questions because every play has its own story. Everything is different. Not every play is the same. One thing you've done a great job of, Daniel, is cutting down your interceptions. Just one in your past three games. Why? Where do you think you've progressed, and what are some of the reasons you think you've been able to cut down on some of those mistakes through the air in terms of protecting the ball when you make the throws? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's something I gotta continue to to work on is to um, making sure I'm uh, you know aggressive, but understanding when when to not be aggressive or when to uh, you know when to check the ball down or when to uh, you know get out of the pocket and. And uh, you know, I think you know, I think I can continue to work on that. But but I think it's just that kind of practice of seeing things and and understanding when you need to when you need to get through it or when you need to uh, you know throw it away. I think you know I've I've gotten better there. I think I can continue to to work on it. One thing that you've talked about to to cut down on some of the turnovers is getting the ball out quicker. No one can strip the ball from you if the ball's out before they get there, right? It's the easiest way to do it. Um, What's the key to getting the ball out quicker? Is it making the read quicker so you can get it out? Is As a quarterback, how do you work on trying to get the ball out faster given every play is obviously a little bit different than the next? 
Yeah, I think it's just just being decisive and and uh, you know knowing exactly where your answers are and and being decisive and just kind of going with it. Um, you know, I think when you're uh, you know when when you know what you're expecting and when you can can see it clearly, you're able to to be more decisive and make quicker decisions. So I think it's I think it's that just uh, just trusting it and and. Uh, uh, being decisive. And you mentioned the balance aspect before, because if you get the ball out quick, generally you're not going to make these huge big plays down the field, right? But as a quarterback, you want the quarterback's eyes to be down the field being aggressive. How do you balance that? All right, it's okay if we just get five or six yards here rather than risk, you know, the quarterback getting hit and having a mistake and still making sure that you want to keep your eyes downfield to try to make some of those explosive plays, which are so important to winning ball games. Yeah, I think just just knowing what you're looking for. I think understanding um, understanding what what exactly you want, what's kind of you know your your uh, your green light look in in terms of the coverage we we want against a certain you know like you said a shot play downfield or or something. And if you don't get it, to to move on a little quicker and and to know exactly where your outlet is or, or like, like you said to um, you know check the ball down to. to get out of the pocket, scramble. Um, I think it's just just knowing exactly kind of what you're looking for in those situations. Pocket presence is something, as someone that's never played the position, is fascinating to me. Because like you just, like we talked about, you want to keep your eyes downfield, but you want to quote-unquote feel the pass rush. And I'm like, it's easy to say you feel the pass rush. How do you feel the pass rush when you can't look at the guys in front of you? You're trying to find your receivers, you're reading safeties, middle linebackers, yet you have to know if the left tackle, which is behind you, by the way, gets beat by a rushing defensive end or edge rusher. How do you go about feeling that blitz and understanding that, yeah, maybe I am going to have to try to get rid of the ball ahead of schedule here than maybe what based on the ideal performance of this play might dictate? Yeah, I think, um, you know, like you said, you want to keep your eyes down the field and, and be able to kind of feel that and, and, and sense when the pocket's uh, getting tighter. I think for me a big thing has been, you know, trying to step up in the pocket. I think, um, you know, the tackles, um, you know, have a certain point where they're expecting the quarterback to be a certain depth in the pocket. So um, a lot of those guys, uh, you know, you get a speed rusher who's trying to beat, beat someone around the edge. Um, you know, if if a tackle can push him high enough, ideally the quarterback steps up and there's you know room inside the pocket. So I think so working that and, and making sure I'm I'm always cognizant of of my depth in the pocket and and stepping up in the pocket. I think it is is big, but um, yeah, I mean I think just just trying to sense it. I think a lot of times when the pressure's in your face or, or something, it's easier to kind of feel it and move away from it. But um, but just trying to trying to be up in the pocket kind of prevents you from a lot of those people you, you can't see. You're not a running quarterback, but you're a quarterback that can run. How do you like to use your legs going into a game? Do you have a plan? Well, you know, I want to take advantage on third downs here, use it then. I think this is a game where the read option could work. As a quarterback with that ability, how do you plan and like to utilize your legs over the course of the game to help the team win? Um, yeah, I mean, I think um, when the opportunity presents itself, I think, you know, um, there's certain, you know, call runs. I think, you know, you do, you do a little bit more of that in college and that's kind of the way the college game is designed. Um, so, um, you know, I feel, feel comfortable doing that, but I think, uh, you know, in terms of scrambling or making a play, uh, in the past game when, when maybe the play breaks down or the pocket breaks down and, and getting out and, and scrambling, I think, um, you know, you should just, just try to look for those 
opportunities and, and um, you know, if you a lot of times in man coverage you have opportunities to do that and, and you know, no one's really accounting for the quarterback. So, um, you know, I continue to, to kind of work on that, continue to try and find those um, opportunities. You've gotten a real great chemistry with Darius Slayton. How much does that go back, Daniel, to the fact that you were working with him all the way back with your first Giants practice back in rookie minicamp where I go back to this throw against that Bucks, against the Bucks, which nobody talks about. It wasn't the scramble in the deep post. It was on the final drive when you're going down, and he runs a deep stop on the right side, and that ball is out of your hands before he's even starting to go into his break, let alone come out of it. What is it about your relationship with Darius that allows you to have so much confidence that he's going to be where you need him to be on any given play? Um, I think, uh, you know, I think one he's a, he's a smart football player and and he's uh you know we're, we're both rookies we're both trying to trying to learn and trying to figure it out but just kind of the way he he approaches that process the way he's been um you know the way he picks up things and and we've kind of you know had to pick up things together kind of learn them together and I think we've um you know I think that's kind of helped our chemistry and helped us kind of grow and and you know I certainly have a lot of a lot of trust in in him and I think you know, like I said, a lot of it comes from from his demeanor and his uh, you know his approach to to learning and understanding exactly what what he needs to do and um, you know and doing that consistently in practice and then you see it in the games. I don't think um, you know I think those two are very, are very connected and and you know you're gonna get a, have a lot of trust for guys who who show that. Then on the other side, you have Golden Tate, who's done this a really long time. And he's made some really big plays down the field. He's ran that one wide receiver scream all the way for a touchdown. How was having a veteran like that that's been through the battles and the wars for you to lean on after he got back from his suspension? How has that been helpful to you as you've developed as a quarterback? Uh, it's been extremely helpful for me. I think, um, you know, Golden, like you said, has played a lot of football, has seen a lot of football, has, has caught, a lot of, uh, caught a lot of balls and, and gotten open. Um, you know for a long time so um you know I, i've learned a lot from him and and just kind of the conversations we've had and how he sees things how he um expects the the ball to be thrown against certain looks i think you know that's been you know been been really helpful for me and and uh you know after games or or whatever it is just kind of you know being able to to hear what he thinks and hear how he, how he sees it i think has been helpful for me learning and and uh and growing you know, I feel like sometimes rookie quarterbacks around the league can be a little hesitant throwing the ball into tighter coverage. Now, that's something you had to do at Duke, so I think it's something that maybe you can tell me if you think I'm wrong. You were kind of used to coming into the pros, but it seems like against man-to-man defense, you have no problem, no matter who the receiver is, throwing it to a spot and trusting your wide receiver is going to make that contested catch against that cornerback. Uh, the Tate play against Dallas. Darius made a couple of those plays you know, against Detroit. What is it about your confidence in the offense and the receivers where you can make those contested throws and catches and you believe your guy's going to come down and make the play, which has for the most part happened this year? Um, I think, uh, you know, I certainly have a lot of, a lot of trust and faith in those guys to, to make plays, and they've shown, shown you know, uh, you know, they've shown the ability, the ability to make them time, time and time again. So um, I think, you know, that's, that's a big thing. But just, just – uh, you know, get, giving those guys a chance to do that, and and we've got a lot of a lot of good players, a lot of good weapons on offense, and and receivers who can who can do that. So, um, you know, my job is just to you know give them an opportunity to put the ball somewhere that 
um, you know, they're going to be able to do it and, and, you know, away from the defense. So try to try to do that as best I can. We talked a little bit about how Eli and Alex help you in, in, the, in the meeting room, getting ready for games, reading defenses. One thing I've noticed a couple times after games, especially earlier in the year, after you get dressed, you're in the locker room as you're getting dressed, and you and Eli will have a little bit of a powwow before you end up talking to the media. How has he helped you handle everything else that comes along with playing quarterback in New York more than just the X's and O's. Yeah, he's, um, you know, he's helped me a ton. And, and uh, you know, like you said, I think on the field, he certainly helped me helped me a ton. But, but off it, I think, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize those, are, you know, those are probably the two guys I spend the most time with, you know, I think through through the week and um, I mean, through the weekend, I think, um, <laughs> you know, gotten to – gotten you know to know them pretty well they're your football family that's how it goes right and and eventually you talk about uh you know you talk about football a lot but you're you're also you know talking about uh, about other things and and what's going on in in everyone's lives so um you know they've been extremely helpful for to me and and just kind of getting accustomed to to life in the nfl to life up here in new york and and um you know i'm certainly really you know very appreciative of of all they've done to you know help me how has it been handling the spotlight and all the other stuff that's not just football? Um, I mean, I think, um, definitely, you know, it's, it's new to me and, you know, definitely, a, a you know, different from the role I had at, at Duke and, and Durham. There's, you know, a few more people asking you questions up here and, <laughs> and, and watching what you're doing, but, um, and it's, that's, uh, you know, it's part of the job. It's what I'm, uh, expect, expected to, to do. And, and I think it's been, um, you know, it's been good. I'm, I'm certainly, you know, fortunate to be in this position. What have been some of your favorite plays or moments this year where you kind of look back really fondly on and just smile either in a game like, oh, wow, I'm really starting to get it. I love that play. Or just, you know, time with your teammates and, and your coaches where you look back and, and, you know, these are things that you never forget. Um, well, I think, um, you know, the Tampa Bay game obviously was – was uh you know a fun moment for us and and you know big big win um you know at the time i mean i think um i don't i mean i think you know we've been uh you know kind of you know it's been tough at times and and obviously trying trying to win a few more games but um i don't know i mean i think you you think uh think back to certain plays guys have made i think you know a lot of the plays uh Darius has made in, in the jets game and uh, you know, Golden and and uh, you know Evan. Say, I, mean, I think you just think kind of specifically as to to plays people made, and um, you know, I think it's always nice when you throw a screen to Golden and he takes it 50 yards or whatever it is, or a slant to Darius and he takes it 50 yards. Um, both those in the Jets game, I think. Um, you know, there's been some been some good moments, but um, you know, certainly in search of, of more of them, and and uh, you know, being more consistent. Is there anything specific that you're really locked in on as you get into these final five games, where you're really trying to focus on and get better, or is it still kind of just an overarching improve everything mindset for you? Um, well, I think it's continue to to improve everything. I think if either you know, if there's one thing specifically, it'd probably be be ball security and just making sure I'm, I'm doing a good job uh, protecting it in the pocket and protecting it with decisions I make throwing the ball and, and continuing to, to work on that. Coming off a rough game or a week, do you try to get away with get get away from things for a couple hours here or there, maybe on a Tuesday night? Do you need to unwind for a period of time and look to something besides football or are you just constantly in it 
at all times, and that's really what you're trying to, you know, just be about every hour of the day. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll take take a little bit of time, a couple hours here and there, um, you know, on on Tuesdays or on you know Monday nights. But um, I don't. There's still still a lot I need to learn. There's of still course. a lot I need to I need to work on, and that's what you know I, I'm uh, I'm certainly trying to do. What do you do to unwind when you want to unwind a little bit? Uh, I don't watch uh, watch TV. I'm still uh, still trying to figure out the area a little bit, looking for some some different restaurants and uh, you know places places around. So tr- just trying to trying to do that and and uh, you know I, you know find find whatever there is whatever's going on. Usually usually you're, hanging out. You're a big movies guy. You're more of a TV guy, video games guy. What do you like? Um, probably more probably more TV TV shows, but. Anything you're binging right now? Anything you're really into? No, I mean, I just, uh, just I guess Peaky Blinders came out. Uh, new season came out a few weeks ago, so I watched that pretty quick. But um, I don't know, whatever's, uh, whatever's on, I guess The Irishman just came out uh, recently, so I'll try to try to catch that at some point. It's supposed to be good. I look forward to watching that, yeah. too. How about music? What do you like? Music? Uh I like uh I like most things. Uh you know, more of probably uh uh a country guy or uh um you know, I don't know, soft rock or whatever you call whatever you call that genre but easy uh, listening, how about yeah, that? Yeah, easy <laughs> listening, whatever it is. But uh yeah, I, I listen to to most things. You said you're trying to figure out the area. Have you spent a lot of time in Manhattan, Broadway shows, anything cool that you've done in the area that, that you've been wow, this is like it's pretty awesome being up here. Yeah. Um haven't I haven't been into the city much since um you know since the season started but um you know I'd like to like to at some point maybe get to a show maybe get to uh to a next game and or uh you know something something in the city but um there's a lot of good restaurants I think you, oh, you yeah, know, there you are. find there's a lot of good a lot of good food a lot of good um you know places to go and see and eat so um trying to continue to kind of build a Build a you know a list of of uh, a place like that. You a big like Southern Comfort food guy? Uh, yeah, I like uh, Southern Comfort. I think uh, there's a lot of everything up here. I think you can find just about whatever you want to eat. But um, yeah, I think uh, Southern Comfort. I probably stick with that most of the time. All right, final question. Just because we're heading into the game, just give me a, a take of what you're going to be facing when you take on the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. Uh, what are some of the keys to taking on that defense and coming out with a victory? Yeah, I think uh, you know they got you know good pass rushers up front, two guys who can who can really uh, get after the quarterback, and and uh, you know, I think we got a, a good plan for that. I think you know you know like we were talking earlier, particularly on third down, they'll do some different things and bring some different some different looks. Um, so making sure we're we're keyed into to protection there, and and we're uh, you know giving guys down the field a chance to to make plays and get open. I think we'll be. Um, you know, I think we'll be we ready to roll, but I think it kind of you know starts up front, making sure I'm uh, you know clued in and, and and getting guys in a position to, um, to to pick up what what they're doing, and and uh, I think we'll we'll make plays from there. Daniel, we really appreciate the time, and this yeah. was great. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Yeah, That's Daniel Jones. You guys know him. He wears number eight. He plays quarterback for the New York Giants. He joins us right here on the Giants Huddle Podcast. Thank you for being with us. Make sure you check out the Giants Huddle Podcast on Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, and all your favorite podcast platforms. For Daniel Jones, I'm John Schmelk. We'll see you next time. Adios.